Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard, and today we have with us Greg Iverson. We got connected through the CFT world, so if you don't know about them, you should go check out Cashflow Tactics. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually commented in just the feed there in the membership area and started asking people about um, creating financial plans and just uh, I could tell he had a lot of knowledge in the mortgage world. And so I reached out to him. We started talking. He had amazing, helpful tips and things that I had never even thought of when it comes to budgeting and um, just being able to be aware of more things to grow our financial ability. So um, I knew that I wanted to bring him on the show and have all of you guys be able to learn more from him and learn what he's done because um he has been able to help thousands of people create that financial wealth, that financial stability through investing in mortgages and being able to know how to utilize those properties right, where they're not controlling their lives and where they actually work for them. Also, um, his company was d- voted the number one mortgage lending company in Missouri. So that is incredible in of itself. And so I'm really excited to have Greg here. And thank you so much for joining us. Yes, Wanda, thanks for having me. Super excited to talk to you today. Yeah. So what made you get into mortgage in the first place? Let's start there. Yeah. Wow. Great question. Um, I would say by default, quite honestly, um, when I got out of school, I um, the job market was not real good. And um, my my dad, actually, he's a, a real estate appraiser, um, still does it more, more part time now. But um, real estate appraiser. And I went to work for him for probably about six months. And I remember him saying, um, you know, this is becoming a dinosaur business. Uh, if I were you, I would I would look for something else. And I fully expected to, you know, take over the family business, so on and so forth. And when he said that, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what in the world else I would do. And he said, well, you know, um, you know, appraisers work with mortgage companies a lot. And these guys don't seem to be incredibly intelligent and they do pretty well. So you may want to give that a shot and um, not taking that necessarily as a, as a slight to me, but more, okay, cool. That sounds good. I'll check that out. And so, um, you know, being that it's a commission, uh, commission-based sales type role, regardless of the real estate, well, I should say, re- regardless of the um, uh, job market overall at that time, uh, there were opportunities, you know, so I, I jumped in not really knowing what a mortgage was necessarily, uh, but just kind of jumped in right away. And it, um, it it really just clicked, you know, and I, I pretty much enjoyed it from day one. And it's interesting at the same time, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, hopefully you're familiar with that book. Hopefully a lot of your audience is. If not, I would definitely check it out. But I, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad at the same time. And I'm really lucky that I read it at that time because that really set me on the path of, I'm not just looking for a job or a high paying job or so on and so forth, but really more of an entrepreneur type lifestyle or the, the, the type of financial freedom where I can control my time and things, you know, and, and that just really hit me from the very start. And um, so I was fortunate to land in doing mortgages. And at the same time, that's when I started to uh, 
uh, buy rental, uh, rental real estate as well, rental properties. So, um, yeah, I would say just by default, I landed in it and it, uh, it stuck, uh, 18 years later. I still love doing it. That's so cool. So what, what was it then as like, as a kid that you dreamt about doing and that you wanted to be able to do? Like, was, is this an alignment at all with any of those things? You know, it's a super cool question because no, it's not. My, uh, my grandfather was an optometrist. Uh, my uncle was an optician and (laughs) it's funny. My dad recently said, he asked me what I wanted to do when I was a kid. And it's funny because I'll relate that back to how that's really changed in my, my own mentality and how I think. And he said, when he asked me, I said, well, what makes the most money? That's what I want to do. And he said, well, you know, you can make money in anything you do and anything. If you are at the very top of whatever it is you do and what you enjoy doing, you will make a good living. And, um, you know, it was funny. He, he told me that just recently because he's like, you know, your brother's never answered it that way. And I was always wondering what the heck you would end up, you know, uh, doing in life. But to answer your question, I so my, my grandfather was an optometrist. My uncle was an optician. And so they were the closest um to me, I guess, that I perceived as being successful, you know, owned um, their own business at that time. Uncle had a nice house. We'd go fishing, you know, um, had a great life and things. And so I, I immediately I'm like, well, then that's what I want to do. So I, uh, I actually interned with my uncle in college. And I remember this like it was yesterday. I, I spent a whole week there and mainly with the optometrist, more on the science side, I guess, so to speak, the actual you know, checking people's sight and things like that. And that was fine. But I remember when my uncle met with his uh, eyeglass suppliers, you know, the lens uh, companies that would come in and call on him and him negotiating to buy them and telling me, you know, the the markup, if I pay $50 for this frame, I mark it up three times. I sell it for $150. That was the exciting piece. Like, I remember when that happened, I'm like, and that's the part that I love, period. You know, and so I went to college and started out in pre-med and science just it just wasn't me, you know. And I kept going back to that, that maybe business, because that was the actual business side of his operation. Maybe that's what I want to do. And um, that being said, I, I still didn't have a clear path. And so I did. Um, I majored in business finance. Uh, but really, again, when I graduated school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. It was much more reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and uh, starting to get into the lending world and the real estate world that I realized, okay, this is my, this is my calling. This is what I want to do. And, um, you know, ultimately, again, if you, if you do that at a high level, you can, you can, um, you know, have an income that you desire. Uh, As time has gone on, it's brought me far more than that you know, um, which we can, of course, get into. So great question. Uh, It's not something I think about real often anymore, but it's like clear as day, you know, when that light bulb went off for me. Well, I love how your dad supported you through that too, where he's like, this is kind of going out of style. You might want to check out something else. I think uh, I tell people that story and they're like, well, that's kind of a backhanded way of telling you you're not uh, very smart. And um, I he was kind of right. You know, I've got two brothers, one, uh, you know, bright flight aces, his ACTs doesn't study so on and so forth. And, uh, that was definitely not me, but again, I think I found what was me. I found the, the calling something that, uh, gets me out of bed in the morning and that I, I truly enjoy doing. And again, I think if in anything you do, if that's how you feel about it, I think you'll, you'll, you'll do as well as you want to do, you know, if you enjoy it. 
Yeah. And I really, really like this principle just because in our society, it's so pushed of this is the, if you have this kind of education, this kind of career, this kind of lifestyle, this is what success is. But you are living proof that if you follow what you love to do and your passion, like there are so many different areas of what intelligence is and wisdom and knowledge and education, and it doesn't have to all look the same. And so the fact that you've been able to help thousands and you're doing what you love, like that's incredible. And you didn't need to have the ACT test that your brother had to do all of that. So I love that. I think so. I think everybody can find their own calling. And again, if it's something they enjoy doing and um, really pour into it and, and, and put all their energy and effort into it, I think you can you can make it work in any endeavor. You know? Yeah, I love that. So what was it then that with real estate, that really clicked for you? What? Why is that the thing that helps feed your ambition and your passion? Well, you know, I remember thinking about a- after reading that book that, um, you know, and it, it's spelled out pretty clearly, um, you know, that you can have freedom and in, in the way of you can travel, you can, you're not locked inside of an office, you know, and, and you can still, uh, generate an income, you know, and, and they, of course, call it all the time, passive income and things like that. And, and, and that was the piece that, um, that really, for me, um, resonated, like, right out of the gate, you know, and again, just to go back to my dad, and I think so many of us are, um, can be a product of our upbringing, you know, and uh, I had a phenomenal upbringing, I have, I have literally zero complaints, I think about it all the time, because there were times when I was younger that, um I long for more. I'm like, I wish my dad was rich. You know, my, my friends have the the newest hockey stick and mine's like 10 years old, you know, and so on and so forth. I, I've come to appreciate it so much now that I didn't have it, you know, and, and then I watched what, what I did get was I watched two parents work incredibly hard to provide for their kids and, you know, ultimately to send them to college and, and so on and so forth. So a ton of love in my house. And I didn't recognize it, honestly, until I probably became a parent myself, you know. Um, and so 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 that was, I would say more than anything, you know, learning that and seeing that um, growing up. And, and what probably I would say to kind of, you know, weave it together with that, seeing that financial freedom or the ability to own real estate and, and, and travel and enjoy life. Um, you know, when I was super, super young, I remember my dad. Um, you know, was just becoming a real estate appraiser. He would work at night uh, delivering pizza for, for, for Domino's. And I just remember, and again, this is not a complaint at all, but I remember him not tucking me in at night. And it, it again, it's like clear as day that I all, ever since that point, I was like, I want to tuck my kids in at night, you know, no matter what, um, that's whatever happens, whatever my job is, I want to make sure that I can, that I can do that. And I, so I just, as I started to learn about, you know, uh, rich dad, poor dad, real estate investment, the mortgage lending world, all that kind of thing, um, it, it became even more clear that, okay, I can do that and I can tuck them in at night, you know? And so I just worked from, from that angle, um, you know, really, really from the start. And I was lucky. I, I, I was even, it, it's kind of crazy when I think about it now, but I was thinking about that stuff before I was even married, before I even met my wife, you know, I was, um, I was kind of trying to shape my, uh, my life according to just that very basic, simple thing. I, I wanted to tuck my kids in at night. 
you know. And, That's uh, so cool. And what a great tribute to your dad, too. Like, just. Yeah, I, cool. I, yeah I appreciate you saying that because I um, I always want to be careful in saying that I um, I don't resent any of that. You know, it's, it's not it, at times when I was a kid, maybe I looked at it that way because I wasn't um, mature enough to understand it. Um, but yeah, I couldn't have, I mean, I was literally telling my wife last night, you know, about, um, the fact that my, my mom, who's about five foot, nothing, probably quite (laughs) honestly, um, can't even give blood because she doesn't weigh enough, but she's a force to be reckoned with. And I remember very, uh, structured and hard on us as children, but which again, at that time I was like, uh, you know, she's not fair, you know, so, but the things that I have now, you know, the, the work ethic. And if I'm not in the hospital, I come to work, you know, and that stuff is just ingrained in you. And there's not money can't buy that kind of stuff. You know, it doesn't matter the level of success that, um, you know, that somebody achieves, you can build those basic principles regardless. And I think that's super, super cool. I definitely agree. And just the fact that your home was filled with love and that camaraderie and, and good work ethics, there were things there that you learned from, but you chose to learn those things. It wasn't the fact that you had money or didn't have money, or it was you as a person started paying attention. And all kids do this. They're constantly observing and watching what the old people in their lives are doing and want to know, like, how can they even do better? And that's, that's what I think is the coolest tribute to our parents and what you did. Um, I recently came across a, like a family history story and it was really cool because the first journal entry was about somebody who was very, very wealthy in England and they came across into the Americas and they left everything and they started a new business and they were a farmer and it was work that they did not love. They did not like to be this farmer, but he writes down very detailed of how he does this so that his next, the next generation can have something better. And then the next generation comes along and they were very glad that they had such a good family life. So they stayed the same. And then the next generation came along and he writes in his journal how the only good profession is farming farming, and he will never do anything else, even though he longs for something different. And I thought how sad that is that sometimes we feel like improving or going after our dreams or doing something different than what our parents did is a sign that we don't appreciate what they did when truly exactly. it's, it's such a great tribute. Or is disrespectful to them. Yeah. You're, you're, you're hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's spot on. Uh, yeah. That's a good story. I've not, uh, I've not seen that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. That uh, I love, I love coming across gems like that. I love it when they actually write journals and it inspires me to <laughs> do a better job of keeping my own journal. But 100%. so now that now that you found your business, you know, your passion, you've been creating this life for your kids to be able to tuck them in at night. Um, what was it like then when you actually got married? You have your child like you have one child, right? Or do you have more? No, we have three now. Oh, yeah. three kids. Three yeah. kids. Awesome. Uh-huh. Awesome. So now you have three kids. Like how how has that ambition of creating space in your life for your kids materialized into reality? How what? walk us through the process and how has it helped you or what has been the bumps and what has worked out smoothly? You know, it's, it's awesome because it's been a, um, it's, it's, it's a journey, you know, and it's something you, you work on constantly and you, and and you learn from constantly. Um, I, again, it's, it's, it's funny how these things just, you know, stick out in your mind that that's what has guided your, your, your path. And, you know, for me, I think it's, 
again, to go back to what I told my dad when I was, when, when he asked me what I wanted to do and I just wanted to be rich. I, I remember that was a laser focus for me for some unknown reason. And I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed to say that, um, but I will say, I, I think I was missing the boat at a lot of times, but I wasn't yet mature, but I really wanted to just be rich. Like that was for whatever reason, that's what I wanted to do in life. And at the same time, I remember as I started to grow up, I, I started to look at people that, okay, this person's rich. But because of that, they've fallen short in other areas of their life. They've chased that money or that success or whatever it is in their life or, or in their mind, what that's going to be. They've chased that so hard and they've poured so much into that that they forget, you know what, my kids don't care how much money I have. They don't, you know, for me, like, I, I say this all the time, like they don't care how many loans I close in a given month. It doesn't mean a darn thing to them. And it shouldn't, quite honestly. You know, if I can pay the bills and they've got a, a you know, a, a bed, they can lay their head down at night. They need love at the end of the day. You know, that's what I can leave them behind when I ultimately move on, you know. And so um, I, I think over 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 time as I, um, you know, I, I, I get married and by that point I leading up to that point, I should say, working like crazy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm buying rental properties. I'm trying to, you know, build a mortgage career and so on and so forth. And I remember when we had our first daughter, uh, my, my wife, or actually when, when we just found out that we were pregnant with our first, uh, I remember my wife, you know, hit me right between the eyes and saying, you know, you can't do this when you have kids. You know, you're going to have responsibilities. You can't work till eight o'clock at night. I've let you get by with it because I know you're chasing your dream, but you're going to have to figure out a way to be available. And fortunately, I recognized that before she was born. And so I started to really, my that that thought of, okay, I, I want to reach this in life. It started to transform into, okay, I want to excel at, at all of it. You know, I don't want to be that guy that I, I I looked at that, okay, he'd reached that point of success in his career or financially or whatever, but literally had no relationship with his kids. I think that's, it's a bummer. And I think if you would ask that person in the end, would you do it any different? I would have to believe, and I literally just read a book about somebody that in the same case recently where He's like, if I went back and did it over again, I would have spent a heck of a lot more time with my kids in those early years, knowing that they don't last forever. And I think when we're right down in the thick of it, we forget that, you know, we're, we're, it's day to day, let's, let's get them to bed, you know, and let's move on to the next day. And we forget that, you know what, three and a half years old, which is the age of my youngest, she could be a challenge at times, but gosh, it's so much fun, you know, and my eight year old. I already missed the days when she was three and a half, you know, yeah. and, and those days don't last forever. And so really being uh, intentional about, you know, do what you do during the day. But when you go home, make sure you're you're there. You know, don't think about what you do during the day. Think about what's right in front of you, because those days won't last forever. You know, and I think that's the key to maximizing is to really compartmentalize those things and be living in that moment, you know, and not reading to my kids at night and thinking, gosh, I need to go check my phone and see what's going on. You know, I don't want to pay attention to the Bible that we're reading right now because I need to get back to work. You know, I, I don't want to do that. And, and they don't, they don't deserve that, you know? So finding that balance, I think is key. I love that. And that's so cool. I love too, that when you brought up 
um, when you look back in life, if you don't have those relationships with your family, I think so often we hear that phrase of, um, never, never will anybody be laying on their deathbed and be like, man, I wish I had just spent a few more hours in the office. And as that is true, I think it's so vital to recognize as well that, um, it's not bad to spend time in the office. Like that is something you do need to do. You need to be able to provide for your family and to chase your dreams, but you don't have to regret any of that. If you also have the other pieces, those other pieces in your life is what makes those office hours more fulfilling. So, so cool that you're creating that with your family right now. I, I have a sign above the um, the back door when I walk in at night and it says, um, give your family the best of you, not what's left of you. And uh, I think about that all the time because it's like, yeah, you, you come home, you're worn out. Um, but if I had the energy to do that in my day job, I need to have the energy to do that in my night job too, you know, and, and, and not pull up short in either, in either category to your point. I mean, you still need to be able to go to work and perform and, and, and do what you're wanting to do for your family in that regard, but also they just want you there yeah. at the end of the, you know? Yep. I agree. So, um, along with that, that's like a perfect catalyst into the next conversation or the next question that I have is what is it that helps build that energy for you, build that excitement? Like, what are you working on right now that you're super excited about or looking forward to? Maybe it's a family vacation, but what's what's on your mind that like is helping you have motivation, motivation and excitement right now? I could tell you in the short term and, and the long term, really, I, I want to, um, you know, whatever it is that my kids endeavor to do, whether they want to travel and play sports or if they go away to college or things like that. Um, I want the freedom to go where they're at, you know, and 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 enjoy those um, those memories with them, go on vacations, like you just said, um, you know, but really get to a point where uh, when they are a little bit older that, you know, if I want to leave for a week or two weeks and just just go hang out with them, um, that's what I can do, you know, and so and, and that's the that's the real, that's what I stare at every day. I don't have a desire to buy a fancier car, a bigger house. Um, you know, I'm clear in the fact that that doesn't really bring me any more happiness or satisfaction, but um, I can tell you what does bring me happiness and satisfaction. It's the thought that in, in two weeks we'll be uh, on spring break together. And that entire week, it will be phoned down and, you know, as they call it, yes days, whatever you guys want to do, let's, let's go do it. And let's have fun. And, um, you know, I think also to, to, to do that, and you just kind of mentioned energy, I would say, um, you know, to anybody, I think treating yourself right, your health, your body, what you put into your mind, um, that's how I generate the energy, you know, and I, I look at those three pieces of, you know, or I guess four pieces, you know, family, faith, fitness, and, and, and of course your, your career. And, um, I think they're all intertwined, you know, and I think if you, um, you know, take care of yourself, eat right, um, exercise, it gives you that energy to, to do all that, you know, and I didn't admittedly that that's only been in the last few years, you know, where I at, at times I was like, it's 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 stressful to do just my job and, um, you know, manage manage children, particularly young children. And. And that's when I realized, okay, then I've got to get myself in better shape so I can, so I can do that, you know, and feel good about it and, and, and be in a good mood and have, uh, 
you know, good spirits in both work and in, in family life. Yeah. So cool. So what, it, what is a tradition that you do right now that allows you to have that? You, you mentioned several different things. You said exercise, business, family, but then you also said good mental health. Like what, what do you do to encourage your mental health on a day-to-day basis? Well, I guard my own personal time. Um, that is one of the biggest things. I get out of bed incredibly early in the morning, um, and that's my time. You know, and I find that if I if I do that, if I get up at you know four to four forty five in the morning, and the house is quiet until till I start getting the kids up around six thirty, um, that's my time to to just whatever I want to do. You know, and and that's the time where I I read. Um, you know, I just really start the day with whatever I want to do. You know, it's almost like a mini vacation, like every single morning. I, I think it is key to getting out of bed early in the morning and, and and guarding your time, you know, and maybe that's in the evening, whatever it is for people. But I think having that time when it's just you and, you know, in your own mind and, you know, your own uh, ambitions, whatever it is you want to think about or plan vacations or stuff like that, um, that's key for me. You know, I find that by the time I hit the office at eight o'clock in the morning, um, I'm ready, you know, and I, I, I've, I've tackled what I want to do. And then at the same time, I think, you know, as it relates to a marriage, um, you know, we, we guard a couple hours in the evening, you know, where that's, that's just us, uh, hanging out. I'm on the same couch that I am in the morning, but more than likely at that point, I'm watching TV. I'm not reading and being silent, you know, to myself. Um, So I think those two things, uh, as I think about probably the last five years, I probably really started uh, being intentional about the time I got up in the morning and um, not just wake up, hit the shower, scramble to get the kids ready, make their lunches and and fly out the door. I I think that they, um, you know, kids for me, if they see their parents in that that stress all the time, that let's be real, it, it comes at us. It's not easy to balance it all. Um, I, I, I think that puts a stress in them that just to me isn't healthy, you know, so I need to figure out ways myself to work that out. And again, that's, um, exercising that's getting up in the morning and reading, uh, it's the shows that I watch, you know, the things that I put into my mind. Um, I think all of that, you know, comes out of you. I, I play hockey a couple times in the morning a week. Um, you know, that all helps to, to keep my stress to where it's, it's pretty much non-existent. I think you can have a lot of fun doing it. Um, if you're, again, if you're intentional about those types of things. I really like that phrase that you can have a lot of fun getting rid of stress. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> I think you can, it's just, how do you manage it? You know, it's like, if you, if, if, if you go to the bar for a happy hour and you, and you drink too much and that creates more stress, you're just creating like a vicious cycle. You know, I, I can't say I've ever, gone to the gym and then the next morning I feel like garbage and I don't want to get up and do it. You know, maybe I'm a little sore, but um I, I think it's all in how you how you do manage that and in in a healthy way, you know. Definitely. So right now then um you're getting ready for your spring break and you're excited about this and you have your mini vacations every morning with just you time. I love that uh just that feeling that you've invited into your life of this is my mini vacation every morning. That's so cool. So now what is it that you are most focused on as a dad to pass down to your kids? What's like the key hope and core value you want them to be able to have throughout the rest of their life? 
Well, I think a good, um, I would say a good work ethic and understanding the, you know, just those basic fundamentals that I was taught as a child. I, I think that's the thing at the end of the day that, um, that I want to impart on them, you know, is having good, um, you know, structure in their life, showing up on time to things, you know, just those very basic things that to me is, um, really what I, and I know that sounds incredibly basic and there's a lot of different directions we could go with it, but that to me is the most important. It's, it's, you know, we get to school on time, we get out of bed on time. You know, I, I tell my, I tell my wife this, I, so my wife goes to the gym, um, three mornings a week at six in the morning, my eight-year-old goes with her every single morning. And I, I was telling her last night, I'm like, I'm so proud of her watching that, that she gets up and does that. That's something I, I, I literally, I was just telling her this last night. I'm like, you know, that's something she'll do until she moves out of the house. I guarantee if you want to shake her as a workout partner, it's not going to work because she already <laughs> has that routine, you know, uh, for her, like in her own life. And I think that's the kind of stuff that just sticks with you. Again, to go back to 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 my upbringing, it was if you're not if you're not in the hospital, you you go to school, and and that's the stuff that I think I can impart with my kids, regardless of the career or the path they want to take in life. I think they can have a happy, successful life um, if they have those basic fundamentals. And so that's the that's the stuff I work on with them constantly and talk to them about. Let's. Let's get in the car. We, you know, we want to be the first to school. We want to always be on time. Um, and and those are the things that, unfortunately, at times, I think in our society today, they're they're a little bit lost. And um, it's so so important, regardless of, of what somebody does in life. You know, I I agree. That and I want to I want to ask you now, like, what would your advice be to somebody who they want to go back to the basics? They want to get back to the simple things, but it just feels like their life is too busy, too chaotic, too much going on. And they don't even know where to start because it feels like, well, if I do this thing, this has to change and this affects this. And so how can they strip through all of that and just start being able to one thing they can do to get focused back on the basic things again? Well, if I were to say just one thing, I would sit down and write um, basically a why you know, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, because that gives you that that clarity, you know, and, and for me, if you read that that statement, for, for me in particular, um, it guides my day to day. Why am I doing it? Not because I want to buy a Porsche, because I want to travel with my kids, you know, and um, that that's what I would get super clear on. I would also, um, you know, be super clear on calendar, you know, time management and and balancing that and making sure that you're starting and stopping things on time. That allows you to get everything you want done during the day so you can go on and and, and do what you want to do outside of that. You know, I think that that's to answer. That's the best way I could answer your question. The one thing I would I would what's the best way to say this? I, the, the one thing I would add to that um is your kids are looking at you, you know, they are, whether you realize it or not, you probably do realize it, but be mindful of that all the time. You know, like if I'm flying out of bed, hair's on fire, I'm a disaster in the mornings, my kids are going to be a disaster in the morning. You know, if they see, okay, dad is like in Zen mode right now, when he gets out of bed in the morning, 
that's how you start the day. And they, and they feed off of the energy that you bring into the home, whether you realize it or not, you know, and if, if there's constant tension between your spouse and you, if there's just, if there's money problems, if there's that stress in the house, kids, they get that, you know, they feel that and they know that, you know, and so always being mindful of the fact that they're, they're watching you and, and how do you want them to look at you? And, and how, how I also think about like, way down the road, how are they going to describe me? You know, and that's, that's very, very important to me. You know, I see what I, I view as what I told you in the beginning about my parents as a huge compliment to them, you know, and I would love for my kids to be sitting on this podcast in 25, 30 years, whenever that would be, and say the same things, you know, dad didn't teach me how to be a doctor or blah, blah, blah. But dad taught me the basic fundamentals that, you know, got me to where I want to be and ultimately made me a, a, a great parent and a great contributor to, to society, a great leader, um, you know, as a result of that stuff. Yeah, that's so good. And I love just that basic thing. I think so often we look outside of ourselves for the answer to help us get to where we want to go. But you gave us a very simple thing that everybody can do right now is grab a pen and paper, a phone, whatever you want to just take notes and start getting really clear on your why. It's your why. You already have all the pieces. You just have to start actually using it. <laughs> so well, and until that I did that, I was lost. You know, like you, uh, you want to make more money or you want to find financial freedom or you want to buy rental properties. Why? And it's okay to say, I just, I want to be super loaded. Okay. You know, but whatever it is, like get really, really clear on it because when the tough days come, you've got to be able to fall back to that and say, okay, you know, like we use the case of rental properties. And I, I remember I, um, I had a, my wife and I had just met and I, I had some rental properties and things were going really bad. And I remember I got a call in the car. We're going on like one of our first dates or something probably. And it was a bad call. Basements are flooding and, you know, people are moving out. Everything is going bad. And I hung up the phone and went right back to the conversation we were having about where we were heading to, heading to dinner or whatever. And I remember her looking at me and saying, how does that not have any effect on you at all? Like it didn't ruin your night, you know? Uh, and, and she literally will tell you to this day, that's why she decided that I was the one she wanted to marry because of the way that I handled that. And, but I answered I, simply, I said, well, I'm clear on why I'm doing it, you know? And I know that that's going to come. The tough days are going to come. Like if you want to be a good parent, your kids are not going to like you some days, you know, and I'm okay with that. If I can say that I'm doing the right thing for them and they don't like me on one day because of that, because I had them brush their teeth or anything like that, that's cool. You know, they'll brush their teeth the rest of their lives and they'll have that habit because I, you know, teach that to them when they're young, you know, and um, I, I, I think that's a huge takeaway from it all. Um, you know, at the end of the day is uh, be, being really, really clear on that kind of stuff. That's so cool. So good. Okay. Well, Greg, it's been so awesome to have you here on the podcast. And I want to make sure that those who are resonating with you and they love how you just balance things that they want to be not just a part of your world in the business ways, but they want that kind of balance in their life too. They want to be able to invite that family uh, value and have that clarity as well. And they want to work with others who have that kind of same ambition and balance. Where can they go to get connected with you? How can they come into your world? Yeah, totally. I'm lousy with social media. Um, I'm lousy with technology. Uh, at the end of the day, um, 
What's the best way to find me? Um, I would say uh, call me. My 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 phone number is six three six seven five one one zero six eight. If you go to iversonmortgage.com, uh, you can find me there. That's my uh, that's my day job. That's my personal website. Um, or look for me on on social media. You know, type in Greg Iverson. You'll you'll find me. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and, and I'm pretty active in the real estate community and things like that. If you, if you search me, you'll, uh, you'll definitely find me. And, you know, the one thing, Wanda, if you don't mind, just, just to kind of wrap up to, you know, to the audience, I, I would say you can, you can have it all. You have to convince yourself that you can, I think you can excel in all areas of your life. Uh, but I think you have to start with why it is you're doing it. Why do you want whatever it is you're chasing? And, and don't let it take your soul away along the way. You know, like if you're chasing a, an income goal or a asset goal or whatever that might be, enjoy the moments along the way of it, you know, and, and don't miss what's literally staring right in front of you. If I've got a goal where I want to be in 10 years, I still need to be really clear about what I want to do today and where I want to go to dinner with my kids tonight and what we're going to do this weekend and all that. And I, I, th- I think it's important to to always reflect on that and and keep yourself in balance with it because I I think if you're healthier at home, if your body's healthier. I think your work life is healthier, and and I think the same thing if your if your business is healthy, I think your home life will be better, you know, and 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 your health is going to be better as a result. I think you truly can have it all. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you again. And what great advice! The more clear you get on your why, the more you're able to actually feel. How do I want to feel when I get there? Who do I want to have surround me? Why do I want these things? And all those things matter. And then it becomes so easy to know what decisions are going to help you cultivate that along the way. So beautiful advice. Thank you so much, Greg. And we will see you all next time. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to wandahoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.